Happy trails to you. It's great to say hello and to share with you the joy I've come to know. Fathers, we're gathered in this, your house today. We adore you. And we love you. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. That you've given us freedom. We thank you that you are the refuge we run to. But we thank you, God, for who you are most of all. Mighty God. Wonderful. Counselor. Prince of Peace. The Great I Am. The All-Sufficient One. The one who holds all power, the one who never leaves, never forsakes, the one who sticks closer than a brother, the one who is in our midst today, we enthrone you, God, as almighty God, and we love you. Oh, Father, what a privilege, what a privilege to serve you, what a privilege to be in relationship with you, God. What a privilege to know, God, that we belong to you, God. That you purchased us with your redeeming blood. And we thank you for the finished work of the cross that is working on our behalf, that is working in us, that has worked for us, and will not stop until the day we see you face to face. We love you, Father. We welcome your presence here. Even greater, God, if you're willing. We hunger for you, God. And we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe seated. I love my mother dearly. And I miss her so much. This week I was in revival in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. And after five and a half years, it just felt like I had to call her and talk to her. Felt like I just needed to hear her voice. I wouldn't wish her back to hug her one more time. Because I wouldn't dare want to pull her away from the throne where she's free. And I've heard people say this down through the years, but I've now experienced it. The longer someone's been gone, the harder it is to remember the sound of their voice. You have memories of them as an individual, but hearing their voice begins to fade. I can pull up some videos and listen to her voice. And I can watch those and remember the sound of her voice. But her voice is fading in my head, not my heart. I share that today because we have one whose voice never fades whose voice never diminishes, 
whose voice still speaks to his children. When we're in position, positions of obedience, positions of hungering, heart positions that are fixed and set on him, minds that are stayed on him, we're in position to hear the voice of the great shepherd. The one whose voice still speaks. The one whose voice spoke to me this morning during my prayer time. The voice who spoke to me through his word as I did my devotions this morning. The voice who spoke through the moving of the Holy Spirit today. I don't know about y'all, but I was so grateful for what the Holy Spirit said this morning. And even as the Holy Spirit was speaking that, my mind was thinking, as it was coming out of me, He was speaking through me. I was thinking, God, this is for your church, but God, this is for me also. He still speaks to us who have our ears tuned to Him. We know promises such as John 10, 1 through 5. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. You see, there is only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus to the throne. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter are the doorkeepers. We've got two of them back there. The porter opens and the sheep, here it is, Hear his voice. Oh, the sweet sound of the voice of the Father. He calls them by name and he leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, I love this, he goes before them. Do you hear that? When he calls us to leave this place today, he's already gone before us into our week. He's already gone before us into what he's calling us to and leading us into. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Oh, to be so acquainted with the Father. To be so in love with God, to be so in a depth of relationship with God, that we so walk in the Spirit, that the lusts of our flesh do not drown out the sound of the voice of the Father. The book of James 1, verse 5, says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. God doesn't want to hold back his leading from us. God doesn't want to hold back wisdom from us when we're desperately in need of His guidance and His knowledge that so far surpasses my limited capacity to understand and to reason and to know. God's voice divinely, supernaturally imparting wisdom to His children and to His sheep. If ever we lived in a day and age, Janie, where we needed the wisdom of God, it is now. Listen to the promise of God to the people of Israel that are extended to us today in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verses 19 through 26. 
For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, and they shall weep no more. And he will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, I love this, he will answer you. You know, I don't have to climb stairs on my knees with bloody knees. I don't have to go through someone else to hear God. I don't have to go through a priest in a confessional booth. I don't have to go through the pastor of a local church. God has given me access to go straight to his throne room. When the veil was rent and the veil was torn, he made access straight to the throne that I can go into him and seek him, Miss Linus, and I can hear his Voice. Though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into any corner anymore. But your eyes shall see the teachers, in verse 21. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. This is the way. Walk in it. Oh, to hear the verse of the Lord here. And to hear the voice of the Lord through His Word. Through the power of His Spirit. Where God leads us and guides us and speaks to us. And says, this is the way I want you to walk. It says, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Verse 22, you shall defile also the covering of the graven images of silver and the ornament of the molten images of gold. You shall cast them away as minstrel's cloth and thou shalt say unto it, get away from me or get thee hence. Then he shall give the rain of thy seed that thou shalt sow the ground withal and bread of the increase of the earth and it shall be fat and plenteous. In that day shall thy cattle feed in large pastures. The oxen likewise and the young asses that ear the ground shall eat clean provender, which has been winnowed with the shovel and with the fan. And there shall be upon every high mountain and upon every high hill rivers and streams of water in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of the seven days in the day that the Lord binds up the breach of His people and heals the stroke of their wound. We need a healing in the body of Christ. We need God to bind up the divide and the breach that has caused us to no longer walk in the Spirit and hear the voice of God and be led by the voice of God versus the leading and the voice of man, the leading and the voice of self. We need to be led by God. Here we read where God's voice was speaking and God's children were hearing. What has He said to you recently? Maybe you didn't hear it audibly. Maybe you didn't even hear a complete sentence in your head, but you heard God nudge you. Sometimes He nudges me in a direction. He doesn't come and speak. Sometimes He pushes me in the direction. Sometimes he calls me to walk by faith and not by sight, even when I go out not knowing where I'm going. But he leads and he speaks 
God's voice speaking and God's children hearing. There we read in Isaiah. Listen to what resulted when all that happened. Tearing down and removing of idols. They heard his voice and these things, these golden images, these idols were removed and cast away, it said, as menstrual cloth. Oh, how I need the idols in my life removed. Things that compete with God that I would not readily admit. But those things that take precedence even over my relationship with God, we all have them. But you see, when I hear the voice of God, and God begins to point out to me those things that are competing with Him, then the voice of God is going to lead me to rid myself of those idols out of the land of my heart, out of my home, out of my life. Removing of idols, those things that compete with God, and thus being able to cause us to bless our God, to bless our land, God to bless our property, God to heal. God still speaks to those who want to hear Him. He says in Malachi 3, 6, For I am God, and I change not. Aren't you thankful for that? I change daily. Sometimes I'm just like blown with the wind. Whatever mood I'm in. You know what I'm saying? I wake up and I don't feel like making the bed. (laughs) Can't get my wife to do it, so it ends up I do it. I don't feel like getting out of the bed. I don't feel like going downstairs. My feeler's broken most of the days. And yet I can sense God saying, get up and be at it. Be about my business. Let me tell you a story just recently that happened to me. I needed a new remote control for my dish network. God forbid that our remote controls don't work. I mean, gone are the days when we had to walk across the room to change the channel on the television. Do you all remember those days And when we got like three channels? I'm telling my age now. And sometimes the, the horizontal hold would be doing this and you, you're trying to get the button right, get it so, and, and somebody would be around on the corner of the house turning the antenna and you got your head hanging out going, a little more. Now we expect to pick it up, turn it on, and if it's not on instantly, we're aggravated. So I needed a new remote control and so I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't in the mood to deal with anybody especially myself, but I made a phone call and I got a customer service rep all the way in Denver, Colorado. Nice lady. And I'm sitting there and she said, she was going through it, she said, sir, do you have any other boxes in your house? And I said, yes, ma'am, there's one upstairs. She said, well, I need you to go upstairs and check that one. Now, she didn't know me. But I'm so glad I wasn't FaceTiming her because I'm rolling my eyes and I'm doing this number. I don't feel like climbing those steps. I don't feel like do, I don't even feel like being on the phone, God. I just want my remote control so I can get the channels quicker. And I said, ma'am, can you hold on a little bit? She said, yes, sir. Well, as I made the trek up the steps, God just began to soften me. And I got up there and I gave her the information and the Holy Spirit just began to nudge me. 
And I brought God into the conversation now and then. I'd say, oh, I'm so thankful God has you helping me. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, ask her if you can pray for her. And I said, ma'am, before we get off the phone, I said, could I pray for you? She said, yes. Denver, Colorado, Stanley, Virginia. I don't know the time difference. What is it, three hours maybe? And as I began to pray, the Holy Spirit began to speak. The Holy Spirit showed me a vision, and all I saw was someone's arm like this, and I saw a hand under the elbow and a hand under the wrist, and I saw the hands gently inching the arm forward. And I began to share this with her. And when I finished the prayer, she said, Sir, when I woke up this morning, I specifically prayed for God to tell me something and to show me and speak to me, and He just did. Now, to God be the glory, but I almost missed it. See, my flesh didn't want to be bothered with hearing the voice of God. Am I ashamed of that? Yeah. Am I telling on myself? Yeah. But God still received the glory. You see, when we're in position with God, when we're feeling the nudges of God, when we're hearing the voice of God, God will ask us to do things that will seem absolutely crazy. But there are lives out there depending on it because they need a touch from God. Oh, see, it's not always about me. It's not about me always getting a blessing from God. It's about my being in position to be a blessing. And the way that I can be a blessing is if I'm first hearing the voice of God to be led to that specific individual, that specific situation where God would have me in position to hear His voice and then to minister. Got my remote. Still ain't working right, but I got my remote. But some lady in Denver, Colorado was ministered to by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God. How true it is that in our natural world, we tune out what we don't want to hear. Can all the men say amen? Remind me of that commercial where the man's sitting reading the newspaper and the woman walks up behind him and says, holding a dress, and she said, Honey, does this make me look fat? He said, You betcha. And you just see her whole expression change. He wasn't listening. We men are very gifted with selective hearing. And all the men said, yeah. We tune out what we don't want to hear. You know, sometimes God speaks hard things to me that I don't want to hear. God, out of His love, will speak a hard truth to me, some things in my life that need correcting. I just read it this morning. He whom the Lord loves, He chastens, He corrects. And God will speak. And see, a lot of times we'll say, Oh God, I don't want to hear that. Like the time that there was a young lady and she just came in from my ministry banquet. She'd never been married. I've never been married. But we don't belong together there. I just said it out loud. So now I'm accountable to all of y'all. And, uh, and, but I was in Virginia Beach and we were kind of dating and, and, and I was getting closer to her. And I mean beautiful. Six inches taller than me, but that's why they make stepladders. And, and never the, nevertheless, you know, I was lying in bed. She wasn't with me. Y'all write that down. And I was there in bed by myself and, and I was praying, God, is she the one for me? And y'all, I kid you not, I saw N-O, exclamation point, exclamation point, underlined twice. And do you know what I said? 
I said, God, is that you or the devil speaking to me? I didn't want to hear God's instruction. See, I wanted my flesh satisfied. And the Lord even settled that. I didn't even tell her about this, but several years ago, I went to Virginia Beach for a Bethel worship conference and, or just for an event, and we went together, and the Lord released my heart completely from her. We're friends. That's all we'll be. But God really cemented the reality of what He wanted. See, I need to be, we need to be in position in this day and age. If I am listening to any voice other than the voice of the Father, whose voice is truth, then I remain in captivity and bondage to sin, to self, to Satan, and to the world. Let me read that again. If I am listening to any voice other than the voice of the Father, whose voice is truth, then I remain in captivity and bondage to sin, to self, to Satan, and to the world. I don't know why I'm saying this. Someone's hurt us. Someone's left us wounded. A Christian, a brother, a sister has done things to us that left us damaged. And our voice keeps saying, hold the grudge. The enemy's voice keeps playing like a recording. He rewinds, plays, rewinds, plays, rewinds, plays. And that voice just keeps going over and over. Oh, I don't know if it, don't raise your hands, but I, I know y'all been there with me. And, and it's just tormenting. And I'm in bondage. See, that's drowning out. It's quenching the voice of the Father. I have got to shut the lion's mouth, myself sometimes. Now, God does it. But see, I've got to refuse to listen to that voice that says I am justified in holding this grudge. That I am justified in all the mistakes I've made because if they hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have done this and everything would have been better. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? See, the voice of the Father is truth. One of the things God's been saying to me lately is, you're not responsible for what they did. You're responsible for how you react and where you're going to go from here. Will you walk according to my voice? Can you think of the guys? Is it Ron Carpenter? That guy that was a professional football player and big dude. I mean, he's hilarious. I just caught a clip on Facebook of him and he was talking about when you leave a season of a relationship with somebody and they've hurt you, he said, you don't have to dog them. You don't have to keep tearing them down. He said, move on to the new season. He said, let it go. See, the voice of the Father wants to lead us into all truth. The voice of the Father wants to lead you into your freedom. But if you keep listening to the voice of self and Satan and all these other things, you're going to be shackled to the wall and you cannot go forward. If you have your Bibles and want to turn to the main passage, yeah, believe it or not, I haven't even gotten there yet. Matthew 13, verses 13 following. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing, hear not. 
You know, I've sat through church services and walked away and couldn't even remember what the sermon was about. That's me right here. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which said, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. For the people's hearts are waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. Boy, I'm just so quick right there to go, boy, that's the way the world is. Boy, that's the way the politicians are. But I'm hearing the Lord say, this is the way my church has become. Dull of hearing. And their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes. I got another story for y'all. Y'all mind me telling you this. I was in a church and this little beautiful girl, curly head, just beautiful little thing. She was just running and ripping and running and ripping. And nobody would calm her down. And, and I got the bright idea, me with all my parenting experience, you know. I got the bright idea I was going to stop her. And so on one of her runs through, I caught her by the arm and I got her right here. I said, look at me. She went. I said, I said, look at me. She went. I said, I said, look at me now. And that little pretty thing lifted her head and shut her eyes. And I got tickled. I saw Doug Gokenauer right there. You know, oh, we could be doing this. But our eyes are closed to the Father. We don't want to see what he wants to show us. She did settle down a little bit after that. But I got so tickled, it was a life illustration right there. That's the way I am. God's saying, would you look at me? Would you listen to me? And, and I finally, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to pretend I'm looking at you, but I'm closing my eyes. What is it that your eyes are set on, your ears are attuned to, that God is saying, this has got to go? so that there can once again be the flow of my spirit into your very being, so that once again you can enjoy my presence, so once again you can have a sensitivity to me and be used by me, because there are so many people that will never step through these doors that are in need of me, and if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill those lusts again that I keep talking about, and you will have a ministry that you're not even walking in yet. Their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted. And I love this. God's waiting to heal us. But blessed are your eyes, for they see. See, if you're walking in obedience with God, if you're in this position, this alignment with God that I'm talking about, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Verse 18, Hear therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one. Satan's right there waiting to snatch. Don't y'all forget the prophetic word that the Holy Spirit spoke this morning. What parts of it you remember, you write it down. And you stand on it and you hold on to it. And catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into the stony places, the same as he that hears the word, and anon with joy receives it. Oh, that's us. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. What a word we heard from the Lord. And right after we finish our lunch at Woodgrill, we've already forgotten what God said. 
but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he's offended. Sometimes God's word to us offends our flesh because the spirit and the flesh are opposed to each other. Can somebody say amen? When God's telling me to love on somebody and I don't want to love on them, God's telling me to forgive somebody and I don't want to forgive them. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, the voice of the Lord wants you free. The voice of the Lord wants to speak to you so that you can walk in His fullness. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and then the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But listen to verse 23. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that hears the word, understands it, it bears fruit, it brings forth fruit, some a hundredfold and some sixtyfold. The voice of the Father directly connected to how much fruit we're bearing. Being in position under the leading of God so that our lives can be fruitful. Do you know what I've been praying, Sister Diana? I've been praying, God, would you please make the rest of my life more fruitful than all of the other years put together, God? I don't know how much time I have remaining, God, but would you make it more fruitful? God, I can't imagine that, but God, can you make it more fruitful and more productive for your glory and your kingdom purpose than all of the other years put together? Mm. God's word, God's truths are often difficult, hard to swallow. They can be offensive, abrasive to our fleshly desires and agendas, but they will set us free and position us to be used of him. I've entitled the message today, Selective Hearing. (laughs) Selective Hearing. What does Selective Hearing do? Selective Hearing denies truth. You see, truth is truth. True truth, isn't that funny? True truth is that belief, those standards that are set forth in God's Word. This is truth. Not your opinion. Not my opinion. Not my thoughts, which are not his thoughts, not my ways, his ways are higher, but this is truth right here. And so when the Lord says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, I believe this. I don't like to talk about stuff like this, but I was so weak when I got here this morning. Oh, don't do that. Now, see, that makes me want to smack you. I know I shouldn't do that. She tried feeling sorry for me. But I was out there, and my head was going like this. And I'm like, God, I can't hardly walk. I got in the bathroom. I said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. Like when Grandma took me by the hand when I was five, and she said, you repeat after me. You say, I will walk in Jesus' name. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Oh, boy, I could go into a whole lot of things right now. But you see, i got to stand on the Word. And the enemy comes along and denies truth. Then he says, oh, look how you look. Look how you feel. Look what's going on. And look at this. And look at that. Look how, oh, blah, 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 blah. And the voice of the enemy is right there. He's denying the truth of God. See, your story's not finished until God says it's finished. Judges 17, 6, and yet are we not at times exactly like those spoken of? In those days, there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. We got that in churches. 
That's why churches are splitting and dividing. And that's why we've got all these churches with five people here and three people there. People can't get along. I'm just going to call it like it is. And they think they're under the leading of God and they're not under the leading. God does not divide. God unites. Just like this prayer meeting up at the upper room. When God is not truly enthroned and crowned daily, hourly, I'm telling y'all moment to moment, and if y'all have been riding home with me from Radford, Virginia, you'd have said, boy, Doug, you needed to hear this message. (laughs) Traffic was so bad, I've never in my life driven in traffic like that on 81. And I was like a... I just kept repenting from from Stanton all the way home. I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry for how I was on the road. I mean, I was a little banshee, a little banny rooster, and just just, just like this, and they're going too slow, they're going too fast, and, you know, what's wrong with y'all? You're in the passing lane, you're supposed to get out. Let me tell y'all what my mother said to me one time. I was was driving, and she was over, you know how mom was, just like, just always, got on my nerves. She was just always like this. And I was, why don't they speed up? Now somebody's on my bumper. And mom just said, you know, next time we go somewhere, I think I'll call the state police and ask them to clear the road for you. I said, sit over there and shut up. And she laughed and I laughed. See, the truth is, was I trusting God to order my steps and there was a reason for the delay in traffic? Was there something God wanted me to do that was... Causing me to be a... You see, even something that's simple. You see, I want to walk in the truth of His Word. Selective hearing. Oh, selective hearing avoids truth. You ever avoid people that you know are going to tell you what you need to hear instead of what you want to hear or need to hear? Listen closely to the writing of Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 3-4. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're in it. But after their own lust, they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they will turn away their ears. In other words, they will cause our ears to avoid the truth and will be turned unto fables. When we've got churches teaching that you don't need to preach about the blood of Jesus anymore. When you've got churches preaching a message that is more self-focused than Savior-focused. Hear me. That's where we're avoiding truth. And you see, God is saying, no, I don't want you to avoid truth because the truth is the only thing that's going to keep you and set you free. This turning away, this avoiding of God's truth is so prevalent in our world today, and yet it's even more prevalently obvious among God's own people to whom much has been given, much is required. We've got people that leave churches when somebody speaks a truth to them. Truth in love. Truth hurts, but truth sets me free. Let me say this, avoiding the truth only prolongs your journey into God's freedom. Selective hearing refuses the truth. Listen to Paul's words in 2 Timothy 3, 1-7. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men, oh we are right here y'all, men will be lovers of their own selves... Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fierce, despisers of those that are good. I've never seen a time in America where there's such a despising of what is good. 
They'll be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They'll have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And it says, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. There it is again. Here it is, verse 7. They're ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. When I refuse truth, when I refuse God's truth, when I refuse to bow in humble surrender to the Father and whatever He's telling me, I deny the power of the truth of the living God to work in me. God has me in process right now. I'm coming out of one of the darkest times in my spiritual walk I've ever been in. Y'all didn't know it. But God was with me through it. And He's walking me out of it. But it began about a year ago when I made a decision to just obey Him in one thing, Brother Jack. And when I went and met, it was peaceful. And several days later, here's what I said. I was turning into Luray Walmart, and I said, God, I have not known that I have obeyed you in an area to this degree this strongly in years. And that's when the walk out of the darkness began. I'm not going to go into the details. But you see, God wants us to obey Him at all costs. God had warned me not to enter into something, and I did it anyway. God said, wait and let me move you, and I moved myself. Little did I realize the cost, the most costly decision I've ever made in my walk with Christ. Did I lose my salvation? No. Did my father leave me? No. Is he bringing me out of it? Yes. Is he restoring? Yes. But oh, that I would have obeyed him from the beginning. And I share that with y'all because I'm just a man. But my God is my father. You see, do not refuse truth when God speaks it. If God tells you no on something, there's a reason for it. If God tells you to do this or do that, there's a reason he's telling you. Because He loves you so much and He has plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. Selective hearing will question the truth. Now there's nothing wrong with asking questions and testing the spirits to see whether they be of God. But when selective hearing wants an out and it wants an excuse to choose another way, it will do anything it can Adam and Eve had clearly heard the voice of the Lord in the Garden of Eden. And yet, what device did Satan use? The questioning of truth. In Genesis 3, 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And here's what he said unto the woman. You know, God had told them not to eat. Satan said, Hath God said? How clever. Did God really? Come on now. Did God really say that to you? Come on. Why would God want you to miss out on something so beautiful and and probably that tastes so good? Why why would God want you? Why would God withhold that from you? Did you really hear him? Did God really say it? 
that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Hath God said? And she yielded. Hmm. You see, when I yield to the questioning of known truth from the voice of God, it opens the door for sin. It opens the door for compromise. It opens the door for things that God never intended. The good news is, even if that door has been opened, God can come in and cleanse the house. And God can come in and shut the door so that that can never come in again. The good news is, is He's a restorer. He is the God of all truth. And He's the God whose truth will come and restore you to right standing with Him and bring you back into that place with Him where you hear His voice and you walk in His voice according to His voice. And oh my, you'll begin to walk on the high places of God with him your communion with him will become sweeter you'll find yourself like I started walking through the kitchen last night and I just started singing out of nowhere just singing and praising God and all of that starting to be restored because of his voice he's a merciful father but he's a God of truth the world says deny the truth The world says avoid the truth. It'll cost you too much. You'll have to give up too much. The world says refuse the truth. That's just a man's opinion. Our flesh will question the truth. Did God really say it? But may we earnestly, fervently seek truth. If ever there were a day and an age where we need to be in touch with God and hearing the truth of God, it's now. If ever there were a time in our lives where I mean, Sister Nancy, breath to breath, I need to be walking in truth. I can't let my guard down for a minute. I can't let my mind stray. I can't let compromise come in. I've got to obey God. Now, don't get me wrong. He's sovereign and His protecting hand is upon me. But I have my part to do in this. Obey and trust. Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. Would you bow your heads with me today? Father, not a thanksgiving message, but a message that gives us something, God, to stand on. On Christ the solid rock. The very embodiment of truth. The source of all truth. Father, as we present ourselves as living sacrifices to you today. Lord, throughout this message, maybe God somehow you have spoken and revealed some things to us that need to be dealt with God. I hear the word house cleaning coming into my spirit. I just see it written before my eyes that God is just wanting us to begin to do a house cleaning. To rid ourselves of the idols of our heart. You know a grudge can be an idol. If anything other than God is leading you, then it needs to be gone.
with heads bowed and eyes closed, I would ask today, do you know truth? Do you know the one who is truth? Have you entered into a covenant with truth? With Jesus? Would there be one who would say, Doug, I'm not walking with Jesus? I look around and I see Christians, but I never like to assume. Would there be one who would say, Doug, I have deviated, I have walked away from the truth, and today I need to come back to Jesus? I need to surrender my heart and life to Him. Would you slip your hand up? We won't drag this out. But you would say, today in this house, I want Jesus to be my Lord. If you've never done this or you need to redo this, would you raise your hand? Are there those among us today who would say this message has spoken some hard truth to me and I'm the one that needs to do some house cleaning? There are some things that need to be gotten out of my heart. Would you slip your hand up along with mine? My hand's up. Hands are going up all over this place. I need things out of me, God. I I don't want any other gods, Lord. I don't want any other idols, God. I want all this gone, God. Do we have some music that can just be softly played? What I want us to do, all of us who raised our hands, you raised your hand to the Lord, not to me. And now what I want you to do, the Bible says to present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. I want you to stand up and say, don't stand quickly. Because what I want you to realize is God... When I stand, God, I'm standing. I'm standing, God, in position for you to come and for you to rid my heart, to rid my heart of the Canaanites, to rid my heart of the idols, to rid my heart, God, and my mind of everything that's been competing with you. God, I want you and your truth in me and you alone. God, I stand and say, here I am. Let God go upon me. One by one, those who raise their hands. Would you begin to stand and say, here I am, God? Lord, get this stuff out of me, God. Now I'm going to ask this while you're standing.